Hello, Velo News listeners. This is Dan Cavallari, tech editor at Velo News, and I am coming at you with another tech podcast. And we are on the road. This is coming at you from Cave Creek, Arizona. I know you don't know where that is. And it's <laughs> so let me give you some geographical context. Uh, we are just outside of Scottsdale, Arizona. Been here for three days, and we have been riding some sweet, sweet gravel. I gotta say, it's been Awesome. Such a great uh, way to spend three days in January. Um, joining me today is uh, one of my, my riding uh, mates for the, the last three days, Jason Moshler. He is the COO at Evil Bikes. Jason, thank you for joining me. Thanks for having me. And and Jason's here. Uh, we're hanging out uh, in my bedroom, which is a little weird. I get it. Uh, it's a little strange. We're among the the you know the dirty laundry and the ruffled sheets, but uh, it was the quietest place because we're kind of in a rowdy household right now. Um, but we're here. We we got back from a ride today. Uh, we've been riding Evil's uh, Chamois Hagar, which is uh, Evil's first foray into uh, gravel. And also, is this Evil's first non-mountain bike? Yeah, that is correct. All right. So this is this is a brave new world for you guys. A um, little bit of a, a shell shock to have to come in here and hang out with a bunch of roadies. I'm, I'm sorry for that in advance. Um, <laughs> we've had a good time. It's been great. Um, but, but there's a reason we're here talking to you, Jason. It's... Um, you know, I, I've been saying it over and over again for the last, I don't know, couple of years that, you know, gravel is still finding itself and it's, it's still in this evolutionary period. And there's probably no better indication of that evolution than the chamois Hagar. Can you just briefly um, run us through wh what the chamois Hagar is and why it's different than any other gravel bike that anybody's ever seen? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> the chamois Hagar is a mountain biker's vision of a better gravel bike. And what I mean by that is gravel bikes today, as Evil Bikes sees it, are road bikes that have been built up to be a gravel bike. Mm -hmm. And Evil's philosophy on bike design is different. Uh, our current mountain bikes are really downhill bikes built down to be pedalable mountain bikes. Mm -hmm. We take all the fun from a downhill bike, we put it into a pedalable, efficient package. Mm -hmm. And we did the same thing with the Chamois Hagar. We went from our 120 millimeter mountain bike and we built down to a fully rigid gravel bike. Mm -hmm. We're not trying to turn gravel into mountain biking. We're trying to sprinkle in the best parts of a mountain bike mm -hmm. to benefit gravel riders. Mm -hmm. This bike pedals as good as any gravel bike. You can get, you, you've got the same pedal position as a gravel bike, but you get the benefits of downhill stability from a mountain bike put into your gravel bike. Mm -hmm. Now, when, when people see the chamois Hagar, and I mean, a lot of people are probably uh, Googling this as we speak and coming up with a lot of weird Van Halen references, um, but the bike itself is pretty uh, noteworthy when you look at it. It's visually, you know, and you said this yesterday when you were kind of presenting some of the information about this. You you can look at it without logos. You know that you're looking at an evil bike. What is it about the the chamois Hagar that uh, looks different, and and how does that translate into a different ride? Well, when you look at the chamois Hagar, you immediately see that it's longer. It looks lower 
and it's slacker mm -hmm. than anything you've ever seen on the gravel circuit. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what all evil bikes are. They're longer, they're lower, they're slacker. Mm -hmm. And you can see it. Yeah, that, and you can you can visually see that slack head tube angle. You can visually see that the front wheel sticks way out there. Mm -hmm. You know, no chance of toe overlap. Yeah, and yeah. so <laughs> it just looks so different from anything. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that head tube angle. Um, first of all, what is it? 66.6. 66.6. No joke. And, and <laughs> yeah, that was not by accident, I assume. Uh, <laughs> But uh, so slack slack head tube angle aside, now, you know we know we know that a slack head tube angle really kicks that that fork out. But um, the trail figure is also pretty massive. Yeah. So one of the big early misconceptions of the chamois Hagar is that the front end is going to be very floppy. That mm -hmm. that it's that it's too slack, it's too tall, and then it's going to steer weird. Mm -hmm. But what people don't know is that Dave Weagle designed the geometry on this bike. Uh -huh. And Dave Weagle knows more about how a bike should steer mm. than most people. That Weagle guy, he keeps just popping up every <laughs> time we, we turn around. Yeah. So, of course, though it looks slack, he's mm -hmm. got magic built into the the forked uh sorry the the axle to crown mm -hmm. and also the offset of the mm -hmm. fork mm -hmm. um i don't know those numbers off the top of my head so if you ask i apologize mm -hmm. they are on the website though uh -huh. but he's made this bike to where you've got the pedal position of a traditional gravel bike mm -hmm. and you've got your wheel sticking way far out there mm -hmm. offset has been adjusted to where yeah. the mechanical trail is optimized when we say optimized evil, you got to drink. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get my and, beer. Hold on. Hey, I got my beer. Uh, and yeah, so you end up uh, with a bike that doesn't steer bad. It steers better. Sure. Especially at speed, especially in the technical. Yeah. Let's let's sort through a little bit of that. Um, because I think, you know, depending on what world you're coming from and approaching gravel from, and I feel like everybody right now is approaching gravel from somewhere else. You know, you're either coming from the mountain bike side or you're coming from the road side or the cyclocross side and you're discovering gravel and, and trying to, you know, figure out what it is. Um, in, in, and I think with that comes um, some preconceived notions about how a bike should look, how it should handle. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about let's start. Well, let's start with the head tube angle because that's the easy one um, on the road side. For those of you who are listening. Um, a pretty standard head tube angle is 72, 73, 74. On the mountain bike side these days, 66 is pretty tight actually, right? Like, I mean, we're looking at 65 now and 60, I mean, I don't, you know, it's, it's really slack. So the chamois Hagar is coming in way on the mountain bike side in terms of head tube angles trail figures on the roadside is about 57 56 millimeters uh, i'm not even actually sure what a pretty typical trail is in a mountain bike these days you know it varies yeah. so much from yeah. brand to brand yeah. um, there's a lot of forks coming out with custom offsets mm -hmm. because brands are really playing with that trail figure yeah. and i feel like evil is one of the fortunate ones because Weagle's already got it figured out. Yeah. He knows that sweet magic spot. Yeah, and he's like so, a little Buddha, the little mountain bike Buddha. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he he just knows how to make the bikes feel good. Yeah, he's yeah. he's just 
Yeah. That's him. If, if you don't know who Dave Weagle is, first of all, you can listen to one of my previous podcasts, which I had Dave Weagle on, and we talked a lot about suspension. Um, Dave Weagle, if you've ridden a mountain bike within the last, I don't know, 10 years, 15 years, you've probably ridden a Dave Weagle creation. Um, he's had his fingers in just in, in so many suspension designs. Um, most recently, he started Trust uh, with the Message Fork, uh, which is something completely mind-blowingly unique. Uh, I suggest if you're uh, if you're new to that, go ahead and Google it. it. It's pretty interesting stuff. So Dave has it figured out. Um, and and what we're talking about now is you know you you think typically about head tube angle plus trail equals the way the bike's going to handle. And I think. Uh, now with the chamois Hagar, we're seeing there's other factors that can come into play um, to give you that stability and to give you that slack head tube angle, but still, you know, you don't want that flop. You don't want that, um, you know, that sluggishness, especially in tight corners. And, and, you know, after three days of riding it, um, you know, I can, I can definitely say that uh, it, there's not a lot of that. And there's not a lot of that flop. There's not a lot of that oversteer. Um, it's, it's pretty incredible because, you know, that's the first thing I thought when I saw this. I was like, oh, geez, I'm going to miss every tight turn. Um, missed a couple because, you know, I'm used to that really tight geometry now being on, on road bikes for so long. Um, but, you know, my roots are mountain bikes. So actually, after a little while, it felt pretty intuitive. Um, but I think, you know, the other thing you mentioned yesterday that was really intriguing to me was that the Chamois Hagar, despite the fact that Evil is a mountain bike company, the Chamois Hagar is not designed to accept suspension. Tell me about that decision. What, where did that come from? Why is that the case? Well, like I said, we weren't trying to make a mountain bike. Right. We weren't trying to make a hardtail mountain bike. This bike is designed specifically as a gravel bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing that separates it from a lot of brands. It's not trying to be a road bike. It's not trying to be a cyclocross bike or a mountain bike. It's yeah. a gravel bike. Right. It's it's our vision of what a gravel bike should be. Mm-hmm. And the moment you add suspension to a bike with this geometry, it almost becomes mountain bikeable. Mm-hmm. And that's not what we wanted this to be. Sure. We wanted it to be a a very fast, very light, very felt mm-hmm. gravel bike. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the other thing that's interesting about the geometry is the um it it doesn't feel like it it feels the front end feels slacked out let's not you know gloss around that it definitely feels slack but the bike itself doesn't feel slack and and i know that's sort of confusing but i think um what comes into play here is the uh the seat tube angle and some of the uh the other geometry choices can you talk a little bit about what makes this bike so pedalable yes the seat tube angle on the chamois has us right at the forward edge of the uci regulation Uh, uci has a regulation of how far forward your seat can be um, behind the center of the bottom bracket and so we're right at that forward edge Uh, so your pedaling position it essentially is the same as a road bike or your favorite gravel bike it hasn't it hasn't changed there Um, what evil did is in relation to the wheel axles we moved the rider back and we moved the rider down lower a little bit Mm -hmm. so the bottom bracket and the whole seat tube angle moved back and it moved down a little bit yeah and then we pushed the front end out the wheelbase on the chamois is a hundred plus millimeters longer than any gravel bike on the market Mm. Um, most of that is in the front end Mm -hmm. Um, how we got the ride position correct as far as reach 
um, from like center of the seat post to center of the handlebars is we went to an ultra short stem. So we spec the bikes with 45 millimeter stems. Right Now, mountain bikes got a lo- away from long stems. A long, long time ago. 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. We, we, you know, we all know it's better to have a shorter stem. Mm-hmm. Gravel bikes are no exception. You're riding these things off road. Long stems are not your friend when things get interesting. Right. So we're relying on that short stem to bring the rider position into that magical spot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, and that's pretty interesting. So basically what you get is the pedalability of a, a bike like a cyclocross bike or a road bike, but with the, the handling more, more akin to a mountain bike. Um, it's an interesting combination and that's kind of what gives the chamois such a, a unique look. Um, what, what else? I mean, there's a really vastly sloping down tube. Where do, I mean, is that just bike mountain bike influence? What's the function there? I'm really glad you asked that. It makes it look a lot more like a mountain bike, but that sloping down tube serves a huge pur- purpose. Mm-hmm. It allows us to run a longer dropper seat post. Mm. Now we don't sell the chamois Hagar without a dropper seat post, Mm. which might take gravel riders a little bit of time to get used to. (laughs) It took mountain bikers time to get used to 10 years ago. Gravel droppers were, they were scoffed at by Mm -hmm. mountain bikers. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not as bad from gravel, uh, but it is, it is there. But we dropped that top tube so that you can drop your seat as far as possible Mm -hmm. when you drop your seat as far as possible when you're in corners you can get your weight way down Mm -hmm. you can get your center of gravity way down and so all of the sudden you can corner this thing like it's on rails yeah your your high center of gravity on a typical gravel bike really affects your ability to get traction in loose corners Mm -hmm. no matter how good your tire is no matter how good you are at counter steering Mm -hmm. if you can't get your center of gravity down you're not safe in the corner right and i hope that you really notice that over these past couple days i mentioned early on that it's easy to just ride this bike like a regular gravel bike Mm -hmm. think oh i don't need to drop the seat post but then once you start dropping it and really using it in the corners Mm -hmm. And using it like a mountain biker uses it, where you use the dropper almost as much as you use your shifter. Right. Then all of a sudden, the bike starts coming alive. And the more time you get on it, the more you realize how beneficial it is to have that dropper down. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and you know, it's funny for me because, you know, like I said, I grew up mountain biking. I was a mountain biker forever. And and I still mountain bike quite a lot. I'm used to a dropper on a mountain bike. It still took me some time to embrace using it on the gravel bike. And and it took, I mean, we've been out, like I said, we've been out here for three days. Um, we've done over, well over a hundred miles at this point on the chamois Hagar. And it took me a while to remember, say, oh, yep, you need to drop your post. And, and you know, the more I did it, the more I, you know, cause at first I was like, this is dumb. You know, I don't need this dropper post. The more you do it, the more it makes sense as a tool. Um, and I, and I don't, you know, to be quite frank, I don't think it's the right tool in every situation for gravel. I mean, you know, but I think as a tool, as an option, you know, it's, it's like anything else with any other, other bike, you know, it's not going to be perfect for every riding condition, but for certain courses and for certain types of, of rides that you're going to do, man, it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, like you said, we were railing some of those corners today, way harder than I would on a, uh, a gravel bike. 
And it, it reminded me, you know, I, I've ridden these trails a lot before, you know, I used to live in Arizona, um, back in my XC racing days, I would race on these actual trails that we've been on here at McDowell, McDowell mountain. And, you know, I think I would love, I wish I had, you know, Strava back then to see, like compare my times today to those back in the day. And, you know, cause even then my XC bike probably had a steeper head tube angle than, than what we have on the chamois Hagar didn't have a dropper. Um, it would have been interesting to compare those times because I, I would almost guarantee that I was faster today than I was, you know, 2006, 2007. Um, and I think that's a function of, of the geometry and of the, the dropper post. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, and I think, you know, when you think about the, the way people are doing gravel riding now, what do you see this, the chamois Hagar becoming? I mean, there's been this clear, um, division almost in, in gravel between the adventure riders in one direction, you know, with like, I want to carry all my stuff with me and go for miles and miles and miles overnight, whatever. And then the pure race folks who are like, you know, they're going to sign up for dirty Kanza or, you know, mid South or any of those. Um, where do you, where do you see the, the chamois Hagar living in that kind of, um, atmosphere of, of division? Well, I'm really glad that everyone got to ride the chamois Hagar here in Arizona. Um, the trail and the roads that we've been riding, they're, they're prime. It's a prime area to shine uh, the bike's capabilities, the twisty single track, the, you know, the, the loose off-camber turns, stuff like that. If you put the chamois on a wide-open gravel road against any other bike and you pedal it, it's going to do what it's supposed to do. It's going to pedal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily lighter. I think it's very comparable in weight. Mm-hmm. It's got a, an appropriate pedaling position. It'll do the job. I think that somebody can take this bike and race DK. In fact, we're going to have Matthew Kudelik racing it for us this year in some of the big endurance races. Cool. And I believe that the bike is going to hold up just fine. We outfitted the bike with lots of tire clearance it holds up to a 700 by 50 uh, and we gave it all of the mounts so you can hold racks you can hold bags you can hold on the on the medium large and extra large bikes you can hold three four five you can hold six bottle cages um so this thing will pack some gear it'll pack some serious gear uh if you need an even wider tire you can downsize to the 27 five inch uh wheel with a little bit wider tire even still mm-hmm. um, we feel like 750 is pretty dang good though yeah um so i believe this bike where it really is going to benefit people is when there's more turns when there's more uh high speed or techie descents mm-hmm. this bike is going to shine mm-hmm. when it's pedaling I think it's going to maintain its own. It's going to be just like everything else. A pedal bike is a pedal bike. Once you get your ride position dialed, that's it. Mm -hmm. And this bike is an arrow, you know, so maybe that'll be a slight disadvantage on, you know, a really long, windy ride or something like that. But this bike truly shines when things get more challenging and when you need more traction. So, you know, you and I have been chatting a little bit over the last few days about um, the reaction among your coworkers and your, you know, your company to the gravel scene. Um, what, first of all, where, you know, you, you told me that the, the Chamois Hagar has been in the works for quite a while and it didn't, 
this isn't your creation, but it is something that you encouraged uh, the company to pursue. Um, tell me about that. Tell me about the, the mood in the office around gravel in general, this bike, and, and what it was like to convince the folks at Evil that this was the right thing to do. Yeah, Evil is a mountain bike company to date, through and through, no questions about it. And so introducing a product like this uh, really threw some employees for a loop because we're passionate about mountain bikes. We're passionate about making good mountain bikes and we wanna make the next good mountain bike. And so to throw a gravel bike in the way of a possible next mountain bike was a hard pill to swallow. Mm. And as I mentioned, this, this, this geometry, this project, it's, it's been done now for two and a half years. And it took, it took some serious conversation uh, and, you know, maybe a little bit of coercion to, <laughs> to move it forward. Yeah, yeah. But ultimately, uh, when you look at Evil, uh, we have five mountain bike models mm -hmm. and they all kind of sell against one another. They're, they're all great. And uh, we kind of fill different niches throughout the world for mountain biking. But for Evil to become bigger, like for us to take that next step, we needed to cast a wider net. Yeah. And so we can either make a cross country bike, we could, you know, make a downhill bike, or, you know, we can like really rock people's worlds. And, you know, just reach all the way over into road mm -hmm. and expose our brand that far over. Right. And that's what we decided to do. You know, it, it took a lot of meetings. Um, there were some people in the company who actually wrote, you know, very, very opinionated and very firm letters of disapproval Whoa. to our owner, Kevin Walsh, about this decision. Really? Really questions his decision to move forward with this project. Uh, but Kevin never wavered. He believed in the project the whole time. Uh, once, once, you know, the management group decided to move forward, he was confident in the decision. And also I think he was confident in the geometry of the bike. Mm -hmm. uh, he knew it would be unique. And then Kevin is the driving force behind the industrial design. Mm -hmm. So we have a, we have a really good industrial design team and uh, they move at the direction of Kevin Walsh. Mm -hmm. And so when I said yesterday how an evil bike doesn't need decals, you can see it and you know what it is. Right, right. That's Kevin Walsh, mm -hmm. that's where he comes in. Mm -hmm. So Weagle does the geometry, Kevin oversees the looks. Sure. And so he knew he can make this bike look amazing. Right. Yeah. And you mentioned yesterday, you actually showed a really interesting slide uh, in your presentation, which had the, the geometry of the chamois Hagar overlaid on the, uh, against the evils, the reckoning. Um, and, and the, it was, it wasn't identical, but boy, it was really close. So you still get that e evil DNA basically in this bike. Um, but with, you know, but appropriate to the gravel, type of riding that we do. And, and again, I think we're, we're really in that experimental phase where people are really trying to figure out what a gravel bike is, what it does. They're kind of discovering that it's not just an XC bike from 2005. They're discovering it's not just a road bike with, with bigger tires. This bike really speaks to that. I mean, the capabilities of it and, and the way it can tackle varying terrain. I mean, we were doing stuff today 
that I, I would not do on other gravel bikes. Uh, and I felt completely comfortable on it. Yeah. And I was being very bad and leading people into corners a little bit too fast. <laughs> and, you know, I had to make some apologies because, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. it does corner that good. Yeah. A few people did end up in cactuses today. It was entertaining to watch anyway, <laughs> just because I wasn't one of them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a rough place to overshoot a corner here in, in Scottsdale. There's there's a lot of things in the desert that want to poke and kill you. So got to be a little careful. Um, so I get a lot of uh, press releases, approximately four billion a day. Uh, in my email inbox, they're just it just fills it up, and I you know it's really easy to ignore them. I I absolutely could not ignore your press release because the Shammy Hagar. I mean, how do you not click on that? <laughs> tell me about the name. Tell me where it came from. Well, uh, the name is from Kevin Walsh. Uh, he is our design and creative director. Uh, so. He is good at naming stuff. He's he's good at branding. And part of this bike was a bit of a joke. Uh, you know, it's it seems like a bit of a joke for a mountain bike company like Evil to yeah. make a what we hope will be an industry leading and game changing, really category changing product. Mm -hmm. And for a company like Evil to do it, it's a bit of a joke. So um, <laughs> that's that's kind of where yeah. <laughs> that's kind of where the name originated yeah, from. Sure. And there was pushback on the name as well. And yeah. I'll admit there was pushback from me. Mm. But again, Kevin is confident. When he knows, he knows. Mm -hmm. And the first comment we got back from our press release from a media outlet was that is the best bike name I've ever seen. And that's all the that's all the email yeah. said and i immediately forwarded it to kevin and uh -huh. i said you know i'll admit when i'm wrong i'll, yeah. I'll always admit yeah. and you were right yeah. and i i tell you man i don't even like van halen i love this name <laughs> it's great i mean apologies to sammy hagar you know you're kind of a joke but uh you know it, the brilliant brilliant name i think it's brilliant um okay so here's here's the most important question and we can put, if you want, we can we can place a wager on this. Um, what are the odds that you're going to get your entire company in spandex to ride the Shammy Hagar? <laughs> <laughs> Getting a gravel bike, the odds of, of that yeah. were not in my favor. Mm -hmm. So that was a big one. Mm -hmm showing up to work in Lycra and not <laughs> not getting fired yeah <laughs> that took some serious mm -hmm. gonads on my side yeah, yeah. um they didn't like the color yeah. i had to change to all black mm. just always wearing all black mm -hmm. i've told my staff i've i've told them wearing Lycra is just better yeah. it's it's like sleeping naked it's yeah. just better <laughs> and they've they've listened to that yeah but uh, they'll all be riding this bike. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll be wearing Lycra. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what. If you can, if you can get, if you can get fifty percent of your company to wear Lycra once, I'll send you a thirty pack of nice beer. If you can get one of your diehard mountain bikers to shave his legs and put chamois on, 
I will send you a nice bottle of bourbon. <laughs> this is asking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge accepted. <laughs> Definitely. I've already right. been working on okay. this. All right. So. I need photos. There's got to be photos. Or, okay. All right. Okay. I can't just, you can't just tell me. I got to see this. <laughs> uh, and it's going to end up on Instagram. I hate to tell you. <laughs> so now you have, you're, you have a very long uphill battle. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so, okay, we should, we should talk more about serious stuff. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we've talked about the geometry. Um, we talked about the capabilities. Uh, tell me in your experience, um, what, you know, obviously there's been some, you know, some brushback and some, you know, people saying this is, this is dumb. It's just a, you know, another gravel bike that just looks stupid and looks silly and looks weird. And, um, how do, how do you, I mean, aside from saying, Hey, go ride it. I mean, how do you express those tangible benefits? I mean, you, you've got the geometry and you've got all on paper. It's all there. Um, how do you convince people that this is the right tool without coming off as, you know, that same pitch where it's like, Oh gosh, you know, it's, our bike is the best because it's ours. You know, um, what are the tangible benefits for somebody who's, uh, thinking about, you know, they want one, they want one gravel bike, not three, you know, they don't want a race bike. They don't want the race adventure and you know, whatever they want one bike. That's going to do it all. Can the chamois Hagar do that? Uh, and, and how, I mean, how does it bridge that gap? Cause you know, after riding this thing for three days now, I can say it's, you know, I, I got on a dirt road that was, it was yesterday. It was like, a, I don't know how long was that? How many miles was that where you're just on that dirt road? And it was this undulating sort of dirt road and it pedaled like any other, gravel bike ever it was which is great that's a good thing that's an endorsement um you, you can forget about the sloping top tube in that situation you can forget about the short stem um and then you get on trail and you're like this this feels like a cross-country mountain bike enough that you know i can i can really shred corners um so it's it's almost like a swiss army knife of gravel bikes you know how do how do you convince somebody to say all right i'm gonna get that one bike that does it all because i want to do a couple races but i also want to have some adventures how do I know that the chamois Hagar is the bike for me? I mean, is it just a function of that geometry or is there some secret sauce that we're not, we haven't covered yet? Well, you read our press release and we had a strategy to release our press release and our copy on our website and then have a bit of a simmer time before we let the press ride it. Cause we really wanted to make a very clear message in our language, uh, without our marketing hype. There's there's no marketing hype buried in our press release. We said exactly what this bike does and exactly what we want it to do. Um, and now we hope that people like yourself will ride this thing and be able to write about it uh, with your experience and take what you read, what, what we provided to you, and then take your riding experience and really say a lot of what you just said, that this bike pedals just like any other good gravel bike. Oh, but it goes downhill really good too. I hope you guys get to ride it on the road some too, because I believe that this bike with like a 700 by 40 tire or a 700 by 30 uh, I've been running a 700 by 34 lately on the road. When you get that dropper post down, I keep having dreams of Peter Sagan descending this bike <laughs> and, you know, dropping anyone. He already drops anyone in sight, yeah. but I swear he'd be another five or six miles an hour sure. faster yeah, because yeah. with that seat post down, you can get so arrow going downhill. Mm -hmm. This bike, I honestly believe this bike will out descend 
any bike on the market, any mm-hmm. gravel bike by far, yeah. probably any road bike too, when you consider the arrow factor of dropping that seat. Sure. So yeah, the frame's not arrow, but when you get your body that low, man, you just cook. Yeah. So <clears throat> to a person looking for a do-it-all gravel bike, I think we have given them what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. When I showed you guys that overlay yesterday and it showed the chamois Hagar against a very typical gravel frame, mm-hmm. what you can see is most gravel frames, they don't slope the top tube very much. It's a fairly traditional triangle. Yeah. Some of them have gone down a little bit, but because we've sloped that top tube so much, you can get the seat way down, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is a huge benefit when you're going downhill really fast or when you're going down something pretty challenging. Yeah. The other point I didn't bring up regarding the the seat dropping so much <clears throat> is that it encourages you to get in the drops and it makes getting into the drops so much easier. Mm-hmm. One thing I've noticed with gravel is that most people have settled on the top of the hoods mm-hmm. and that is a scary place to go downhill in. Totally. So by dropping the seat, you can get down in and right behind the drop bars Mm -hmm. and it becomes a very comfortable position Mm -hmm. where your neck isn't kinked, your gut isn't pinched. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, the drops are super usable and actually the angle of your arms is improved for grabbing your brakes so you don't have that weird, like I just can't quite reach my brake lever. Mm -hmm. I feel like this bike is the general bike. I feel like it does everything really good. Mm -hmm. I will say this. So not too long ago, it was was last summer, I was in Switzerland on an, an, you know, for a a launch of another gravel bike, which was a lovely, lovely gravel bike. I had a great time on it. It's a lovely bike, but you know, we did go down some trail that was quite steep and, um, you know, again, as, as a, as a mountain biker that, that, that doesn't bother me per se, but one of the things about, uh, gravel bikes in particular is when you get to sections like that, the, the most stable, uh, position for you is in those drops. However, with your standard geometry, you are so low in the front and high in the back that it always feels like you're going to just go flying over those bars. Mm-hmm. Um, today and yesterday and the day before riding the Shami Hagar, the, the ability to drop that seat post and get your weight back, it is a lifesaver. I don't know how much I will actually encounter that situation on a gravel bike, just to be completely honest, but I'll tell you what it does, you know, it does make it a different animal entirely, um, to be able to use the most stable handlebar position and not feel like you're just going to go flying over the front is absolutely a a huge tangible benefit um ben and i just did ben delaney uh, our vental news uh, editorial director who's also here riding the chamois hagar we actually did a podcast a few days ago and we were talking about how we didn't think the dropper post was going to stick around in in gravel oh there's no real practical benefit to it um we may have to revisit that i i mean i honestly do feel like after riding these last three days i may have to revisit that assessment but i also i need to do that with a caveat because um this is probably the first time i've ridden with a dropper post on a gravel bike that had as much drop as this one um what does it spec that right now for how much drop do you get out of this dropper post? Um, well, the smalls will come with either a hundred mil or 125 millimeter drop. That's a lot. The mediums will, depending some people, you know, some shorter people want to try to get on a medium. And so the medium has a 125 to a 150 drop. Okay. 
And then the larges, the average is 150. Mm-hmm. Extra large riders can get either 150 or 170 millimeter drop. Holy so cow. quite a bit. Yeah. And what I need to remind you about too with the dropper and what you're talking about with riding steeps is if you put a dropper, say on that bike you were riding in Switzerland, which I think is a beautiful bike. Mm-hmm. I know which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Or any other gravel bike that gets your seat down it doesn't get it down as low as you can get it on the evil right but it gets your seat down which is beneficial mm-hmm. but your front wheel is right under your chassis right, right like it's it's just waiting to throw you over the bike mm-hmm. and that is where this mountain bike beneficial geometry on the evil that's the second that's like the the other step you need right. is that front wheel being further out there mm-hmm. so the bike is never encouraging you to to go over the bars right, superman right over yeah and i think that that to me that's the most um the most stark difference between the chamois hagar and other gravel bikes i've ridden is that ability to handle a, a much wider array of terrain without having to compromise any part of like you know you can you can get a bike that's stable but maybe it doesn't pedal as well you can get a bike that pedals well but maybe it's a little less stable on those steeps you know and things like that and again it goes back to what kind of riding you're going to do with your bike um First for a lot of people, a standard gravel bike, a typical, you know, geometry gravel bike is going to be just fine. For those that are trying to push limits and try to uh, find new terrain, find new ways to use their bike, explore, you know, and, and really not have to worry about whether the bike is going to be up for it. I think the Chamois Hagar really offers a lot of benefit in that realm. Um, so it is it is a, a very unique beast, and it's, it's certainly worth uh, checking out if you're in the market for a... Um, uh, a gravel bike where you can boy you can you can maybe scare yourself a little bit find some terrain <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be on i don't know <laughs> um jason uh thank you for joining me i really appreciate your time and, and thanks for all the, the awesome miles this week and uh in here in, in scottsdale uh, it's been a blast yeah it's been great meeting you guys and riding with you guys and i appreciate you taking the time to review the bike sure thing and for those of you uh listening if you have questions about this podcast or any of the podcasts that villa news uh throws out into the universe please do feel free to tweet at me at brown tide dan or you can find me on instagram at that very same handle uh, and i would be happy to uh answer your questions uh and thank you very much for listening to me babble on in this uh, lovely bedroom full of dirty laundry and uh, stinky sheets. We'll see you next time.